Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress, a collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The natural hybrid is made from natural latex, natural wool, and environmentally safe foams. The natural hybrid elevates your sleep and supports Go to lisa.com forward slash nancy to learn more. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash nancy. What happened to little baby Lisa Irwin? She's the 10-month-old who simply vanished five years ago. Jeremy Irwin returns home from work around 4 in the morning. The front door is unlocked. His daughter is missing from her crib. I went around the house and was screaming for her. I said, call 911, call 911. They think she was kidnapped, then sold. This was not a one-person deal. There's still a $100,000 reward in the case. This is Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Lisa's crib is still in her bedroom. It's packed with all the presents for the birthdays and the holidays that she has missed. My gut tells me that she's still in this country. My gut tells me that... Whoever has her is taking good care of her. They went through an awful lot of trouble to get her and that she will come home. Every night before Jeremy Irwin goes to sleep, he looks at a photo of his little baby girl, Lisa. It's a treasured photo. He tells the photo goodnight and he gives her a kiss through a picture frame. Lisa Irwin was just 10 months old when she disappeared from her own crib. According to reports, her parents say they believe she's still alive. Where is baby Lisa? This is Crime Stories. I'm Nancy Grace, and I want to thank you for being with us. Lisa goes missing October from her own crib just a few weeks before her first birthday. Kansas City, Missouri. Now, police say they don't know what to believe 
or who to believe and they insist it's hard to say that nobody that somebody is not a suspect when you don't have any suspects that's a quote from the kansas city police major steve young he says truly there is no one that is or is not a suspect i guess that translation to that is everybody's a suspect and nobody's a suspect it all starts the night of october 3 Lisa's dad, Jeremy, was working the late shift. He's an electrical contractor. And I can verify that he was at work because we have confirmed that he was working that night and the baby was seen alive after dad, Jeremy Irwin, goes to work. The mom, Deborah Bradley, is at home with 10-month-old Lisa, baby Lisa, and the two older brothers. Now, she, Deborah, admits she spends the evening drinking wine outside on the front porch, I believe, with a friend. She first tells police she puts the baby to bed around 10.30, but her story changed. But before you judge her for changing her story, which is something I always do if somebody changes their story, because the truth really shouldn't change. Before we go further, I want to thank our sponsor, Simply Safe, for making our podcast today possible. Simply Safe is so easy to install, hence the name Simply Safe. They've even got a video online to explain how to do it. People believe they cannot afford home security. Well, you can. Simply Safe offers round the clock security for $14.99 a month. And right now, if you go to simplysafe.com/slash Nancy, there's an additional 10% off. I've got my home armed. My mom has her home armed. You know, when you have children or anything dear to you, it makes all the sense in the world. So thank you, Simply Safe. Alan Duke, investigative reporter, is with me. Alan, it's my experience from trying so many cases, interviewing and direct and cross-examining so many witnesses and then guests, that if your story becomes embellished or you add facts, I don't find that a problem because... Maybe you haven't been asked the right question, okay? But if you change facts, that's a problem. She initially thought that she put her to bed about 1040, but she really can't remember if she did. And it might have been 640. That's a four-hour difference. And in that four hours, she was out, as you said, out front drinking wine with the neighbor. The neighbor confirms that she was there. So before we judge her for her account changing, she was drinking wine. She changed her story and later said she may have consumed enough alcohol to black out or at least not recall the exact time she put her daughter to bed. So that's a problem. But just because she got a snootful does not mean she had anything to do with the baby's disappearance. It doesn't look good. I can tell you that much that you're basically drunk enough to pass out while you're supposed to be taking care of the children. But again, that does not a kidnapper or murderer make. Now, we know that Jeremy comes home, Alan, after 3 a.m., October 4, and he found the front door was unlocked, the lights were on inside, and baby Lisa was gone. Now, the couple go berserk, of course. They search inside and outside. He discovered a pushed-in window screen at the front of the home. He also found their cell phones missing from the charger spot on the kitchen counter. Now, that's a lead, right? Their phones were missing. Somebody took their phones, Alan. And this was in 2011. You had smartphones then that you could trace and ping and everything. I do, Have we ever heard what the police found with that? 
Well, I know that it was promising to start with that they could trace the call from one of the missing phones, but nothing ever emerged that helped them enough to make an arrest. Now, there had been a transient in the area, and they arrested him briefly, but it didn't pan out. They also investigated reports a man on foot was seen nearby carrying an infant in the early morning cold, but that didn't pan out as well. Neither of those seemingly significant leads cracked the case. And eyewitnesses, they failed to agree on an ID. It just goes on and on. It seems like it was snake bit from the get-go. Now, one of the missing phones, there was a phone call on it to the ex-girlfriend of a person of interest. To me, that's significant, but no arrest was ever made. I mean, if you've got the phone... Maybe it's because they can't prove who had the phone or who made that phone call. To me, that's a very significant lead, right? Uh, yeah. So what we do know is that baby Lisa is missing, and she is beautiful. It's just hard to take in that nobody heard or saw anything. And the fact that one of the screens on the front porch was pushed in. Was it pushed in that night? Was it pushed in so that somebody could get into it? Was that window unlocked or open? The father still believes she's alive, Alan. He was quoted recently as saying, when we do get her back, she's not going to even know me. She's not going to know any of us, her brothers. That was the mom saying that. She's not going to know Jeremy, her dad. I mean, they really seem to believe she's still alive, Alan. I mean, is that legitimate? Or no. They're not giving up. You know, this is one of those cases where we see that the family spends a lot of money hiring a private investigator, a psychic comes in, that kind of thing. The typical thing that I guess after a year or two years, three years, you start grasping at straws. I find it, we were talking about the mom and, and her story changing. She actually took a lie detector test, a polygraph test, and the police were taking her very seriously as as a potential person of interest. After the polygraph test, they told her that she failed. They said, you did it. You did it, and, and you failed the test. Well, she didn't fail the test, but that was a police tactic, and they were trying to get her to confess, making her think she failed the test, which she didn't. But then she even passed that test, if you will. Hey, don't start about how how unfair that is, because there's nothing in the Constitution that says you can't trick a perp. I didn't say it was unfair. She doesn't think it's unfair. Have you ever seen where, (laughs) I love when they do this, police send out notices to felons or wrongdoers that have jumped bail or they can't find them that they've won a prize of some sort and give them a location to come pick up the prize they show up in hordes and then they arrest them all that's a trick and there's nothing wrong with it now you can't beat a defendant you can't you can't force them to give you a statement there's a lot of things you cannot do you can't make them testify at trial they have to have a lawyer if they want one whether they can afford one or not They have a right to cross-examine and confront witnesses against them, the right to appeal a case if they are, in, in fact, convicted. There are many, many rights under the Constitution. The right not to be tricked is not one of them. So the mom, Deborah, takes a polygraph. They tell her she flunks, 
and try to get her to confess. She won't confess. As it turns out, she passes the polygraph and she refuses to confess. To me, passing a when I first heard this and I heard the mom changed her story and her alibi was that she was drunk on the front porch, I was not all that impressed with her. <laughs> and, of course, when you're trying to locate a suspect, you look at the family first. So I was really looking at her since sibling homicide is so rare. No, sororicide or ferricide, which is brother or sister homicide. Now, remember, Alan, the fact that she passed the polygraph is coming from her. Okay, she says that she was told she failed the polygraph, but really passed it. I don't recall the police ever saying that. Yeah, that's what she is quoted as saying in a media interview, that she passed and then was tricked. Well, let's let's go with that because she has stated this, and I, I recall that distinctly when she was questioned, and she told that to KCTV News 5. I remember it very well. So let's go with that premise that it was a trick by police. They gave her a poly, told her she fell when she really passed. And that she doesn't, doesn't hold a grudge against police for doing that because she understands. It says that, although I got to tell you, stranger abductions are very, very rare. It's just a handful of cases where infants are actually abducted by strangers. That, that's very odd, but not unheard of. The father has an airtight alibi. He was gone after she was spotted alive, so that leaves the mom. But when she passed that polygraph, Alan, that really changed things for me when baby Lisa's mom passed the polygraph. Because it's kind of hard to trick a polygraph. You know that, right? I've taken them before. Did you pass? Yes. Spectacularly, I passed. Okay. You know what? It's kind of a pass-fail, Alan. Okay? It's like when you take a, a, a an exam at school, pass-fail. So when you say you pass spectacularly, <laughs> you passed. Okay? Just leave it at that. Don't make me shame you. So the mom passes a poly. Yes, they can be tricked, but it's not that easy. So... To me, that changed the scenario when I found out the mom passed a poly and they didn't crack her. She didn't break down and confess when they tried to trick her. So where does that leave us? I think one of the really interesting developments in this case is something that uh, I actually wrote about back in 2013. And people who may not be familiar with this, this child's case may remember when in, in 2013, I believe it was, there was word that she had been found in Greece. Remember that? Yeah, I remember. That was bizarre. Yeah, and what's so awful about it is it gets the family's hopes up, and then they are dashed. Listen to this. Did you know that her bedroom, baby Lisa's bedroom, is filled with wrapped gifts that mark every birthday and every Christmas and holiday? The two little boys, and I'm not going to say their names, are growing up. They thought of moving to a different school district and away from the house where Lisa disappeared, but the mom still has the hope that Lisa will come back. They say they can't make up for the time that was taken away, but if she comes home, they can spend the rest of her life getting to know her and making her life better. It just makes me think of the twins, Alan. And what this family must have gone through and the guilt this mom must feel to think, wow, 
why did I have a glass of wine or five glasses of wine or whatever it was? You know, because you, it's called survivor's guilt. And you feel like, why, why not me instead of her? What did I do wrong? Could I have changed things? And just thinking of them, wrap, wrapping those gifts and leaving them in her room, just waiting for the day that she might come back. It's just, it's just heartbreaking to go through your life dreaming of them one day, of her one day coming home. Tip line is 1-800-THE-LOST. There is a reward. There is a reward for information regarding the disappearance of baby Lisa Irwin. Not only a reward, Nancy, but a $100,000 reward. You know, a lot of times we see 9000 10000 15000 but a wealthy anonymous donor has offered $100,000 for the safe return of Lisa Irwin. Again, thank you to our sponsor who makes our podcast possible to bring it to you. It's Simply Safe at simplysafe.com. So many features make Simply Safe the most awesome home alarm system. It works. It has its own cell field, which means it's not reliant on your home landline or your cell phone. Nobody can cut your phone line and destroy or evade the system. It's $14.99 a month. And if you go to simplysafe.com slash Nancy, get another 10% off. I'm proud that there are sponsors. Thank you, Simply Safe. You can find us online at crimeonline.com where we have a tip line and a tip email. Or you can call us at 909 49 crime 909 49 crime c r i m e for any information on the disappearance of little lisa nancy grace crime stories signing off goodbye friend big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible it's lisa mattress lisa's sapira hybrid has been named wire cutter's best hybrid mattress 5 years running For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash Nancy for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash Nancy. Thanks, Lisa Mattress, for being our partner. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. 
It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 